Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, November 13th, and we start with local news. A trial date has been set following the arraignment hearing last week of former Columbia firefighter Roy Brooks during his arraignment in Murray County Circuit Court. The trial is set for May 22nd of 2024. Brooks, a former first responder, was indicted August 17th for carrying a firearm on the campus of Columbia Central High School in response to what was thought to be an active shooter situation on May 3rd. The supposed active shooter threat communicated by robocall to high schools across the state was later determined to be a hoax by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. In August, a grand jury issued a true bill of indictment against Brooks on the charge of carrying a weapon on school property, a Class E felony. Brooks appeared in court last Wednesday for his arraignment, but no discussion or details of the investigation were shared in the courtroom. After a brief recess, presiding Judge David Lee Allen declared Brooks's case will now go to trial in May. According to Brooks's attorney, David Christensen, he denied a plea deal in lieu of a trial. Though Brooks was not at liberty to comment, his attorney, Christensen, shared details about what will come next in the case. He didn't take the plea deal because, basically, we don't think he did anything illegal, Christensen said. We expect the trial to go very well for him, he said. Christensen said the offer included a year of probation that would come off his record or a diversion. Christensen said Columbia Police Department, who were on the scene May 3rd, not only didn't deem Brooks a threat, given he wasn't an official responder, but saw him as a person who could help if it had been a real active shooter situation. How Brooks was made aware of the scene, Christensen said, was because somebody told him, I think, an EMT, he said. In August, Columbia Police Chief Jeremy Alsup stated that Brooks was seen on video with officers, but was not an authorized member of any response team. However, Christensen argued that Brooks' history with the local SWAT team was taken into consideration at the time. He wasn't in the SWAT team at the moment, but he had been in the past. Everybody knew him, and he was there, and so they put him in Team 2, he claimed, citing that footage exists showing the incident. The May 3rd incident also led to further issues among Murray County public school officials. Following Brooks's initial indictment, Central High School Principal Michael Steele was also temporarily suspended following the announcement of the indictment. Then, Murray County Public Schools Superintendent Lisa Ventura released a statement about the May 3rd incident and law enforcement's response, as well as Brooks's presence on campus. The reasoning for Steele's suspension at the time, according to Superintendent Ventura, was due to insubordination and unprofessional conduct at Central High School, with four policy violations related to crisis management, staff relations, staff rights and responsibilities, and ethics. If found guilty, the sentence would likely be the initial plea deal of diversion or probation without carrying an official conviction. It can also include up to two years of jail time, Christensen said. It could be zero days or up to two years in jail, he said. On Friday, a ribbon-cutting ceremony was held at the new location for Spring Hill Christian Academy. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy attended the grand opening and spoke to the school's headmaster. Good afternoon. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm in Spring Hill at the Ribbon Cutting celebrating the new location of Spring Hill Christian Academy. I'm speaking with the head of school, Michael Hiltabeidel. Congratulations, Michael. This is so exciting. 
Thank you. We are very excited, and thank you for being here today. We're glad you're sharing this day with us. Absolutely. I'm excited to learn more about y'all. Can you first tell us a little bit about the history and mission of the school? Yes, I can. The school started uh, approximately 20 years ago, but in a different location with different leadership. And uh, so this year is our first year at this location, 500 South Saturn Parkway here in Spring Hill. And we are excited to be here. It's a great location and a great new start to a school with great leadership here and great faculty. And we have a mission of basically we're a classical Christian education school, and we want to help the academic and spiritual aspect of each child come fully alive in Christ because we believe the Bible is the uh, map for everything in our lives to help us to have the most successful life. And we want to help each student to experience that mind and that heart both coming fully alive as we teach them the academic aspect of the knowledge of everything every child needs to know. But then what do I do with it and how do I use it? And that comes from their character. That comes from their spiritual excellence. Their heart is alive in in Christ. That's who we are. That is so inspiring. I'm super impressed. And what grades are y'all in this school? Currently, we are 5K through 6th grade. But part of our vision is to add a grade each year. So the plans right now are to open a 7th grade next year and then one grade level at a time until we could go all the way through high school. We do have the space here to build and plans to build. And so we're, again, very excited about what the future holds as we uh, focus entirely right now on those wonderful children that God's given us at this point. Michael, explain a little bit about the classical model of education. Yeah, and there's different models that fall under that same name. But for us, what that means is, again, everything starts with God and who he is. The grammar aspect of the classical part is the knowledge that we need to have. God created the world with mathematic principles throughout it. So that's the math, the science, the history, all of the knowledge base, the grammar aspect. And then there's the logic aspect to it, which is taking that all of that uh, learning that each child is doing. And now, why is it this way? And what can we do with it? How do we use this to better our lives and better the lives of others as we have a desire to serve others and serve all humanity? And then the rhetoric aspect is the third is the third part where what can we do and how can we do it to best express ourselves in writing and speaking so that we take what we've learned, what we know, and how we know it works, and then bring others into it in a way that they want what we have, which is not just a great education and maybe degrees and things like that, but it's a heart for God because those two things together, a well-equipped mind and a heart that's fully alive, that gives the best life to everybody. And we want to have students who graduate as servant leaders who go out to share that with others also. That's wonderful. So inspiring and so wonderful for our children. And if families are interested in learning more about Spring Hill Christian Academy, what's the best way for them to learn more and to reach out to y'all? Probably the easiest way is through our head of school. I'd be glad to talk to anybody who's interested about uh, coming and joining our family here. That's great. And let's repeat that website and cell phone one more time. That is www.shchristian.com. And my cell phone is 843-566-3528. Well, again, congratulations. I know y'all are going to do super well. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. At the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of this year, Columbia celebrated Veterans Day with a special parade, which made its way down West 7th Street on Saturday. 
The parade was the first the city has hosted in more than 20 years and featured all Murray County mayors, as well as local junior ROTC groups, veterans organizations, and nonprofits. I'm really excited that the Murray County Veterans Service Office has brought this event back to the community because I think it's been several decades since we've had a Veterans Day parade or event celebrating veterans like this in quite some time, said Mayor Chaz Mulder. It's a great day for our community to support our veterans, he said. Mulder added that the event came about earlier this year when he was approached by representatives from the Veterans Service Office requesting to bring the long-lost tradition back. They had a dream to bring a Veterans Day parade back to downtown Columbia. I thought it would be a great opportunity not only to promote veterans in a way we haven't done, and so I was obviously thrilled to be a part of those conversations, Mulder said. Mulder concluded, saying that being part of the parade and revamping an old tradition was indeed a proud moment for not just Columbia, but all of Murray County. It was a special day, and I was honored to ride in it as mayor, and of course my friend Jim Hageman of Spring Hill, he's both a mayor and a veteran, and I was proud he could be part of it, Mulder said. Mount Pleasant Mayor Bill White and Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt were also there as well. It's not too often you get all four of us together in the same place, and that happened today because there was a group that brought us together, which is fantastic, he said. Mayor Hageman said, as a U.S. Air Force veteran and civil servant, the Veterans Day is a reminder of the pledge and sacrifice so many have made, not only to ensure freedom, but the American way of life. Sometime even a simple, thank you for your service, speaks volumes, he said. I'm glad, very honored, and blessed to live in a country that honors its veterans, Mayor Hageman said. When there are days like Veterans Day or businesses that honor veteran discounts because they are either veteran-owned or recognize the importance, it's because veterans throughout the generations allowed this to happen, he said. Front Porch Radio's Del Kennedy attended the parade and spoke to some of the attendees, including the Grand Marshals. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. It is Veterans Day, November 11th, a beautiful Saturday here in downtown Columbia, a crisp a crisp fall day, and I'm at the Veterans Day Parade. The Veterans Day Parade this year is organized and put on by the Murray County Veterans Services Office. Uh, this is the first Veterans Day we've had here at Murray County in quite some time. I'm going to try to catch up with some of the folks who are in the parade. I'm with Beverly Williams, Grand Marshal of the parade this year. She's one of the Grand Marshals. There's another in the back. Who am I speaking to? Dale Rooks. All right, Grand Marshals, <laughs> tell me what Veterans Day means to you. Veterans Day means that this is the time to come united all together. Freedoms are not free, and if it wasn't for our veterans, we would have no country and have the freedoms that we enjoy today. That's what it means to me. Privileged to serve in Vietnam and Dale here in Korea, and uh, we're just so excited to have this local celebration of this amazing, wonderful day. We hope we never forget our vets. Thank you so much for your service. And again, Grand Marshal Beverly Williams and Grand Marshal Dale Riggs. Thank you, folks. Thank you so much. Okay, coming up right now is the Navy Junior ROTC Band. I'm speaking with Master Chief McDonald. Master Chief McDonald, I'm seeing a lot of kids in Navy uniforms, a band. What's going on here? Well, this is Columbia Central uh, High School ROTC, and uh, we're just here to support our Veterans Day Parade. They sure look sharp. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right, Master Chief McDonald, thank you. And now the Spring Hill Junior ROTC is marching by. 
All right, I've found Ashley Brown on this float. He's past commander of the American Legion and a veteran himself for many years. Ashley Brown, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Well, it's a, a showing of appreciation for what a bunch of people have done for this country. I'm just as obligated to them as anybody else is, those, especially those guys that deep, were in combat. Those are the ones that we really need to hold up highly. But thank you, Mr. Kennedy, for recognizing us. We appreciate that very much. Thank you for your service. Have a good ride, guys. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. We are coming up on the end of what's been a fabulous parade. Lots of veterans, lots of supporters of veterans, lots of children and grandchildren of veterans. It's just been a really big time, and we have to thank the Murray County Veterans Services offices for putting on this uh, first Veterans Parade we've seen in Columbia in many years, and hopefully this is just the start of many more years to come. As part of the Veterans Day activities, a local organization, Quilts of Valor, were on hand to support veterans and active service members. Our own Del Kennedy spoke to Quilts of Valor member Ginger Fondrent about what they do for veterans in the community. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, Saturday, Veterans Day, I am at the factory here in Columbia. Numerous activities and programs for veterans are going on. What I've just witnessed, though, is an organization called Quilts of Valor. I would say they just uh, honored about 35 veterans from all branches and all eras. I'm speaking with Ginger Fondren with Quilts of Valor. Ms. Fondren, can you tell us what Quilts of Valor is all about? Quilts of Valor is all about honoring our veterans and service members with a quilt of comfort and healing. We do this of our own free will. We volunteer our time and our finances. We're a national organization. We have over 10,000 members, men and women, that make quilts and award to our veterans and service members. I saw a lot of very um, humble and happy veterans today. I'm guessing you gave quilts to about 35 from people who have recently served to people who served decades ago. How did it feel? Oh, it is awesome. It, it gets my heart every time, every time. My dad was a, a veteran in World War II. Three of his four brothers, um, a nephew, a couple of nephews-in-laws, a couple of cousins. My whole family is, is uh, red, white, and blue. There you go. All right. If people want to know more about Quilts of Valor or to help you, you know, either volunteer or help out financially, what do they do? They can go to our website, qovf.org, O-R-G, or they can type in search for Quilts of Valor. There we go. Again, Del Kennedy from Porch Radio. I'm with Ginger Fondren. She's with Quilts of Valor. They just this Veterans Day, they've given about 35 veterans, all branches of service, all eras, quilts, and it's it's been a happy occasion. Ginger, thank you. Okay, and we do have a, a group here in Columbia that uh, is one of our satellite groups. They're with the American Legion Auxiliary Post 19. And get in touch with the local American Legion to learn more. That's right. That's right. Come with us and we'll do thee good. There we go. Thank you very much, and thanks for the great occasion. Thank you. 
Columbia State Community College is hosting its 37th annual Celebrating Our American Heritage Lecture Series with presentations sponsored by the Columbia State Department of History designed to illuminate the past and enhance our understanding of the present. The series will wrap up this week. On November 14th, Zach Kinslow, Columbia State alum and executive director of the Governor Frank G. Clement Railroad Hotel Museum in Dixon, Tennessee, will present Welcome, a history of the quest for United States citizenship and the American response. From the founding of the United States to modern-day America, the idea of who could immigrate and obtain citizenship has been a continually contentious debate. Kinslow will present a program detailing the history of U.S. citizenship and its evolution, and sometimes de-evolution, from the formation of the Constitution to modern citizenship laws. The American Heritage Series lectures are free and open to the public. Each lecture will take place from 4 to 5.15 p.m. in room 118 of the Frank G. Clement Building on the Columbia campus, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Paul Thomas Smith, 68, a resident of Lobelville and former equipment technician for Vanderbilt, died Wednesday at his residence. A memorial service will be held Thursday, November 16th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements, and condolences may be extended online by visiting www.oaksandnichols.com. Dylan Lee Markram, 32, a resident of Columbia, died Thursday, November 9th. Funeral services will be conducted on Tuesday, November 14th at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 3 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 71 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies and a low of 38. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... 
Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee.
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The 10-member joint working group on federal education funding met for three days to hear testimony on what funding flows to Tennessee from federal agencies, which counties rely on it most, what programs the funding supports, and whether it is feasible for the state to make up the difference. Republican leadership has tasked the group with formulating a strategy for how the state could go about rejecting the funding before the legislature reconvenes in January. If the panel recommends rejecting the funds and lawmakers act on it, Tennessee would be the first state to undertake such an endeavor. Senator John Lundberg, who co-chairs the committee, repeatedly emphasized that the panel's work is, quote, not about cutting programs in any way, shape, or form. If the state does choose to reject federal funding, he says the state would continue to pay for programs funded by that money. There is no word in any document, and I don't think any plan from any member of this group to cut $1 of spending, Lundberg said. There is discussion about what comes with federal dollars that we receive, and what we're looking at is not only are are we getting the bang for the buck, but what kind of onus comes on the state when we receive those federal dollars. Representative Ronnie Glynn, a Democrat from Clarksville, just one of two Democrats on the panel, noted that even state money carries reporting and accountability requirements. There are strings attached with any money that you get, Glynn said. Governor Bill Lee has signaled he is open to the panel's work and has cited excessive overreach of federal agencies. He has also emphasized that appointing the working group was not his idea. I'm interested to see what they find, Lee told reporters last month. I think it's important that we have transparency around any federal funding program that we have. I suspect that's what we're going to get when they have this report, he said. Danielle Whitworth Barnes has been selected as the next president and CEO of the Girl Scouts of Middle Tennessee, according to a news release from the organization. Barnes is scheduled to begin in the roles on December 1st. She's a former Tennessee Department of Human Services commissioner, leading the state's second largest department. She previously served as an executive director for Ernst & Young LLC, leading the human services practice for the firm. Barnes holds a certification as a senior professional in human resources and maintains an active law license. She earned her undergraduate degree from Spelman College and her law degree from the University of Tennessee College of Law. She's active in Jack and Jill of America Foundation, Think TN, Tennessee State Museum, Governor's Early Literacy Foundation, the Tennessee Adoption Project, and MLB Music City. Girl Scouts of Middle Tennessee serves more than 17,000 girls and adults in 39 counties across Middle Tennessee. Franklin Police Department officers responded to an active shooter call Saturday night around 9.30 p.m. at the Marriott of Cool Springs. Upon arrival, several officers began rendering aid to two victims. Franklin police said the shooter had left the scene. Officers immediately saturated the area, and the suspect, identified as 29-year-old Cody Wiggins, who was located on foot in a nearby subdivision, the FPD said the suspect arrested was the husband and brother-in-law of the two victims. They had all been in a Franklin in Franklin, attending a wedding. The alleged shooter is in the Williamson County Jail. The weapon was a semi-automatic handgun. The victims were transferred by ambulance to Vanderbilt Hospital. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Singer-songwriter Alanis Morissette announced 31 North America shows for the Triple Moon Tour. Following her 2021-2022 record-breaking global tour celebrating 25 years of Jagged Little Pill, this new tour will feature special guest Rock and Roll Hall of Fame icon Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, along with support from Morgan Wade. Tickets will be available starting with a city presale beginning on Tuesday, November 14th. For complete presale details, visit www.cityentertainment, that's C-I-T-I entertainment.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. I will be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.